Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hello and welcome to part one of this amazing conversation with my guests. I look forward to your feedback. Let us know how this resonated with you. And yes, listen again for part two. We'll come up right after this. So keep checking the episode and I will see you next time. Hello, hello and welcome to office hours with Joyce Sududison. What is happening at work today? We are going to have a guest and we're going to be talking. My guest, Kevin Cochran, is from Enriching Academy. And we're going to talk about workplace wellness and financial wellness. Why is financial wellness something that we want to talk about in workplaces? What's the value to you in your workplace? Why is it important? And why are we having these conversations in a time like now? And yes, how does this play into the realities of the future of work? My name is Joyce Sudinison, and I'm so excited to have you join us today. Uh, come on, join us, check us out, and um, ask questions. I would really love to hear your questions. How has financial wellness impacted you? How has it impacted your work? How has it impacted your career? And we're going to come back and work with you, talk with you, share thoughts. And of course, I want to invite my guest, uh, Kevin. Kevin, join us. Uh, welcome. Ah, hi, welcome. Thanks for the invite, Joyce. Uh, always love doing sessions like this. And, uh, you know, considering, I guess, the uh, financial environment going across Canada right now with inflation and interest rates, it really is a timely topic. Uh, uh, no question about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's never been a more important time to talk about financial wellness. And those of us in the workplace, those of us who are um, at work, who have earning potentials, what? why do we need to think of our own financial wellness? And what are some of the pieces? Uh, and I think the question is, why are we talking about that in relation to workplace wellness? What is the benefit of that? So let's have a conversation around what you do, Kevin, around financial wellness in the corporate arena and how you bring it to people's awareness. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, there's no question that it definitely has a direct effect uh, on any business's uh, bottom line when it comes to financial stress. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, it's interesting. The federal government did a study just recently and they found out the number one stress that Canadians have uh, is financial stress. Like if the Canadians worry more about stress, uh, money stress, than they do their own uh, personal health issues, believe it or not. And uh, it's amazing to see what this stress does to, to us as humans, right? Like, you know, you, you realize it has a direct uh, impact on our personal health, our heart disease, anxiety, depression. Uh, and you look at this. And so it's funny because you look at organizations, they have these benefit programs to deal with that massages, psychiatrists, so forth. But the one gaping flaw, uh, if you ask me, is, is the biggest issue that almost every or at least half of employees deal with is money stress. 
And so, and how does that affect you as an employer uh, or running someone in HR or somebody in HR? Well, it has a direct effect because according to the Canadian Payroll Association, uh, you know, they realize that 46% of Canadians, uh, sorry, 46% of employees uh, admit that money has an effect on their workplace performance. Employees that struggle with money take two and a half more sick days than those that don't. Uh, the average employee that struggles with money spends three and a half hours a week while they're at work dealing with money issues. So while you're paying them, they're sitting at their cubicle or in their car calling a parent to borrow money, uh, mm -hmm. talking to their partner or spouse, calling one credit card company to pay off another. So while you're paying them to be productive, they're actually dealing with their own personal issues, right? And then don't even get me started because then then they take that stress home and 47% of divorces uh, are caused by stress due to money and marriage too, that causes divorces, but, uh, but uh, money stress. And you look at that and say, well, if you know anybody who's ever gone through a divorce, do they take that to work with them? Yeah. Of course they do. That's and I, it's totally understandable. Like you can't, you, you're stressed at home, you're stressed out at work, you can't perform at a higher level. And according to Huffington Post, uh, money stress costs businesses sixteen billion dollars a year in lost productivity. So, wow. You know, I'm so glad we're having this this conversation, Kevin, because one of the things we know that's really important for employees right now is the quality of life. And you just opened up a really good topic because quality of life is going to be impacted by your financial capacity to some extent, uh, the things that you can bring into your life, the things you can afford to bring into your families. Like, and I, let's face it, that's why most of us have a job. It's because we want to earn an income and have a standard of living that allows us to do things that we want to do and to give our family the comfort level that we want and help them to live a more productive life. So when we are without, when we are struggling, what does that do to our own self-esteem as individuals? I mean, I go to work every day and I'm working and I'm working, but I go home and I, I can't, I can't do the things I want to do for my children or for my spouse. So I can't uh, live the life where I want to. How does that affect me as a person? And then how do I show up at work? It's a huge, huge question. Yeah. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, is like, let's, let's dig deeper into quality of life. What does that mean? Right. So for many people, unfortunately, quality of life depends on their, the possessions they own and those possessions end up owning them. Right. And, you know, I, I'll see somebody go to a furniture store, uh, you know, the Bricker Leon's, which are great stores. I use them myself. And they go in there because, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, I need a new couch because the cat pissed on the old one or something like that, whatever it is. Right. And then they go in to buy a couch on that don't pay a cent event program, uh, which is nothing wrong. I've used those. It's free money for a year. Why wouldn't you use that? Right. The challenge is, is that you got to qualify. So they take you to the corner and, you know, you, you've, it's like you're waiting, you know, to find out the boy or girl, like, you know, at a, a, when you're having a, a child at a hospital. You know, at hospital, and uh, you know, you're waiting to see if you're going to get approved or not for this three thousand dollars couch. Don't pay a cent event, and then you realize that uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, no, you're approved. We actually approved you for ten thousand dollars for the furniture." Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, everything sucks in my house. You know, let's buy this big screen TV, this bedroom set. You went in for three thousand, but people think they just want something on the prices right, and not like all logic has been thrown out the window. 
right? And they're like, oh, let's buy this will piss off those neighbors that you know that we don't like. And when that this store comes, this thing comes in, and you know, all like so they all this furniture gets brought in, which is great. And what happens every month, you get that envelope, you know, sent to you. And the first few, like, it's, it's, you know what it is. It's a bill, but you're like, I don't have to open up that for 12 months. Forget it. You know, you don't realize you start half to banking away $800 a month every month for the next 12 months. And about month six, you start realizing maybe we should open these envelopes up and start taking a look at what we, what we got ourselves into. The bedroom set's, you know, old now. You don't even care about it anymore. The TV is the same TV you had before and all that nonsense, all that stuff you bought. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, we already need to have 5000 bucks saved here. and We haven't even started. And then you feel guilty for the next two months and you're like, ah, oh, it's just another bill. And then you start realizing, you know, these this, this quality of life based on our possessions, um, you know, then you're starting, you know, you look at it, you start paying 29.9% uh, interest on a depreciating asset. And, and then, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, well, just another bill. But, and just so you know, 83% of people don't pay that off on time. And then, so that's when your employee starts going to you saying, I need to make more money, right? Because it's self-inflicted nonsense purchasing, right? Uh, I really believe that I'm not a pinch pennies kind of guy. I don't think people don't buy an investment property because uh, they're buying a $5 cup of coffee. I think that, you know, we overspend on housing, house, stuff within our housing, cars and, and, and furniture, stuff like that. So, yeah, this this quality of life we think comes from possessions, but it's not. It's literally I've never seen uh, and I know I can I can jump all over the place with this stuff, but it's all important is that I, I've never seen a car, a trip a vacation. I call them fireworks. You want to call you because you can't, you refer to quality of life. People think quality of life is how many vacations you go on. Well, that's a firework it goes bam, then sizzles away. Restaurant bam, sizzles away. Car boom, sizzles away. But waking up in the morning, quality of life, if you ask me, is waking up in the morning and not having that constant pressure. Go to work, make money, go to work. I'm in my 40s, 50s. This is never going to end. I got nothing saved for retirement, but a bunch of debt. So we got it. We got to It's our responsibility as employers and HR uh, to go out there and absolutely provide this education for our, our team. It's, it's essential because the schools aren't doing it. They're slowly doing it, but, but it's very slow. You know, Kevin, this is such an important topic. So when we think about strategies, when we talk about financial wellness, it's really about changing our mindsets. It sounds like to me, what we think, how we actually think of money, what how we value money, how we spend it, what we spend it on versus buying assets versus buying things that depreciates um, right away. So looking at, at maybe investing in things that are meaningful, things that will last and things that will give us a return, a solid return on investment. Let me just say hello, hello. If you're looking at today's show, uh, my name is Joyce Edison, and this is What's Happening at Work. And here we are talking about wellness at work. And my guest today is Kevin Cochran and from Enriching Academy. Kevin is also going to be a speaker at the Global Workplace Wellness Summit. As you know, we speak about nine dimensions of wellness and financial wellness is one of those. So it's very important for us to look at how do we develop financial wellness. Kevin, one of the competencies we teach when we talk about wellness is uh, we believe that people need actual wellness competency. So in lining up with financial wellness, we use innovation 
as the wellness competency that's aligned with uh, financial wellness. And for innovation, when we think of innovation, we think of long-term planning, we think of uh, um, uh, money management, we think of, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually not, I'm not a, embarrassed, I'm actually going to read them off because they're not all in my head. <laughs> we think of financial growth, we think of savings, earning potential, income generating, equity, money management, creativity, investment, budget, debt elimination, resource managing, and that includes time and money because time is money. And of course, that long-term planning we talk about and, and how important it is when we think of innovation to think beyond just and financial wellness to just think about um, just the budget alone. There are so many aspects to it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on that whole concept of uh, financial wellness and innovation. Yeah, no, those are all great points and they're all two-hour conversations to be clear and i think when it comes to providing this education to your employees uh is innovation now it is it's yeah. very it's innovative like, thinking it, it is because and if you were to go back 20 years ago and talk about depression in a workplace it's just not what you did it was like that you leave that at home and you know and but what happened was i think employers started recognizing that depression started leaking into the workplace environment and it's a real thing and it's tough mm -hmm. to get uh, resources for it. Now, now everybody offers it because they realize, no, how do you not? And I always feel like financial literacy, I use the nightclub analogy, financial literacy, because in Rich Academy, we have 350,000 high school students every year that have to watch our program to graduate. We're with governments across the country. The average rating is a 9.3 out of 10. Students love it. Teachers love it. And here's the interesting thing. When we started pushing schools to do this five years ago, have you ever gone to a nightclub at six o'clock? It's dead. Like nobody's in there, right? Yeah. And <laughs> But now you call schools like, oh, yeah, we need this. We heard it's amazing. Like it's 11 o'clock and it's booming and everybody's dancing. Mm -hmm. I feel like when it deals with company wellness programs, uh, you talk about innovate. This is innovative because right now I feel like we're back at the nightclub at six o'clock. And like, what is this thing? Like, oh, it's like, you know, everybody's kind of looking, but kind of walking by. Well, that sounds interesting. Maybe later, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where this is, and which is mind-boggling because we absolutely know it is the number one stress Canadians have. Like, it's not like, well, only one out of 10 people deal with this. No, almost everybody I know, including myself, have lost a night of sleep due to money. And you, mm -hmm. you want to know why? Because you're being a good human being. You're trying to put food on the table, kids through school, you know, pay your bills, retire one day, go on a couple of vacations, you know, enjoy your weekends. And there is no consistent uh program out there that exists uh until now within rich if you ask me uh where we invested millions upon millions of dollars into this thing with videos and resources and all that stuff is that this is extremely innovative and extremely pot why do you think governments are jumping governments are all about communication comms this is one of the most popular things as soon as a school launches uh, financial literacy, the, the papers pick it up, the news pick it up. It's very popular for voters on left or right. Doesn't matter what side of the, you know, voting spectrum you're on. This is a really important thing. Now saying that very quickly is that the interesting thing is you were talking about all these different budgeting and so forth. You can't pull everybody into the same issue when it comes to money, right? Because some people are in debt, Right. And well, half of Canadians are. We know that that's statistically, you know, one of my favorite questions to ask any group I talk to. I ask if your income was to stop today, how long could you maintain your current life?
You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guest and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.